You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk UNLV. KUNV 91.5. You're here with Tanya and Alicia. Today we are joined by Erica Choa, the program coordinator for UNLV Volunteers, a student-led service RSO housed within the Office of Student Learning and Leadership. Hello, hello, Eric. Hello, 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 Eric. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, we would love, we'd like to start by hearing your origin story. How did you come to this work? How did you come to UNLV? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Eric Ochoa. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, his. I thank am you. a, I, well, so I'm like around 30, I'm 33. I just turned 33. Um, but Happy most of my in Vegas. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Uh, most folks here in Vegas, you know, are originally from California. So like, just like all those other folks, I'm also from California, but I moved here when I was like two or three. So where I'm going with that is basically I am Vegas kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did my, I did, I did high school here, did my undergrad here. And then I graduated with a graduate, uh, graduate degree in public admin here at UNLV. Um, when I graduated my undergrad, I did it in political science. So I was always really involved with a lot of like advocacy work and a lot of work around like doing service and helping folks out. Um, so when I was doing my master's here at UNLV, I saw an opening here for a graduate assistant position um, in the Office of Service Learning and Leadership, and it was very much like supervising students um, to put on a lot of these service programs, which came very naturally to me because as a former organizer, you know, it was a lot of organizing volunteers. Um, so when I just hopped along, um, been here for four years now, started as a graduate assistant and now I'm the program coordinator. Okay. So that's a little bit about myself. Wonderful. So you, so, so I, I hear you say that you were, you were, you originally came from California, but you've been here since you were like two. <laughs> I think technically More you, get, less, to, yeah, you, you exactly. get to claim it now. And it sounds like you are I do. raised and bred here <laughs> in this. And, and it also, yep. and it also sounds like a lot of what you're doing is just part of who you are in terms of volunteering mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. You know, it Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, go ahead. No, Sorry. no, no, go ahead. Yeah, um it's it's it just kind of something that I naturally fell upon, you know, doing a lot of work um around especially around advocacy around food and housing and security, um that kind of stuff. So it just came very naturally to me um in this role. Hmm. So, you know, as we're expanding on that question, you know, um what 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 are some of the benefits of volunteering? What drew you to wanting to be volunteer? Because we, we just had another conversation with a lovely woman who runs an organization for veterans, and we were talking about the idea of service. Mm-hmm. And, and volunteering is a form of service. So what are some of the reasons that people should consider volunteering? Um, you know, I think, I think beyond just the general goodness of it and building, I think for me the important, the, the part that I really found through it is just the community that you build, Right. Um, it's a lot of community building, and I think oftentimes here in Vegas, it's very difficult to find and build those communities, um, especially if you're out, you know, further away from from most folks. Um, so I think for me, volunteering has always been just building communities, helping people around you. Um, that kind of like altruistic sense that kind of comes from it, and it's very, it's very motivating. Um, but beyond that, too, you know, for students, oftentimes. 
um, something that we tell a lot of our students is that, uh, you know, um, jobs for the most part are looking for folks with job experience. Um, and oftentimes we can use those service hours that you do to put in towards, you know, helping out with something as like, um, for us to, for job experience. So that's kind of the thing that we, we talk a lot, a lot about is that, uh, not only is it that altruistic sense of like also just building community and, and helping people out, um, but also just, uh, using it as a way to supplement job experience, um, especially for resumes, especially for new grads. Love it, love it, love it. What do you think, Eric, motivates people to actually want to volunteer? I know for me, I like to give back. But for other people, what do you think motivates them to actually want to volunteer? Um, I think I, I think giving back is a, is a big one. Um, but also, I, I really do believe in that strong sense of camaraderie and community building that comes from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think oftentimes we're very alienated from one another or, or we're very much in our own circles and we can build bubbles around that. And it, it's important to to get out of that bubble and experience what it means to be a part of a community member, what it means to help other folks out and like not only help them out, but also kind of learn about like the impacts of homelessness or, or stuff like that. And, and what you can do to actually um, alleviate that and address those problems, you know? You, you know, it's so funny that one of the things that I was thinking about that I hear often, and I've actually even read in books, is that service to others is good for your mental health. Mm. It it mm-hmm. pulls you outside of your own experiences. It broadens your opportunities for connection. So even from an even from a and less. So if the altruistic place says that I do this service because I want to help and serve others, mm-hmm. but even from mm-hmm. a less altruistic place, the idea that being involved with and connected with other humans is actually good for you. Mm. You know, so you have an right, opportunity yeah. to mm-hmm. form the connections. You have an opportunity to expre- practice gratitude mm-hmm. because sometimes we get mm-hmm. so caught in our own world that we don't recognize how fortunate we are this is true. Until, we have, until we serve someone else whose circumstances are less ideal yeah. than our circumstances mm-hmm. are. So um, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, those as benefits, you know, I, I think that's another additional hidden benefit mm-hmm. is it's good. It's as good for you as it is for your community. Mm-hmm. I think that answers mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, what if I don't think I have enough time, you know, but having the desire to not only want to connect, but also having a sense of, hey, we make time for things that are important. And so it, I don't think it's about quantity. It's really quality of what you're doing. Right, Tanya? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Eric? Yeah. Which is a great question, Eric. So, you know, um, there are folks that would say, well, you know, my life is very full right now. <laughs> you have a full plate. I, I don't mm-hmm. have space for anything else. So what would you say to someone who says, you know, I really just don't have the time to volunteer? That's, abs- that's absolutely fair. Um, I think our time is very valuable, right? I think we all like to dedicate our time, especially comes come from work, especially if you have kids or anything else. You know, our time is very, very valuable. Um, and what I can, what I would say though, is that there's other means to get involved. Um, oftentimes, a lot of organizations now, especially with the pandemic, they've moved to some some form of like remote service, like writing letters, you know, or something like that. Um, but also, along with that, there's also plenty of other um, ways to get involved. It's like besides time, money is so very important. A lot of like nonprofits and other community orgs are very strapped for resources. You know, it's. It's, it's not particularly profitable for the most part, so they're not most um, um, stacked or loaded on, in terms of money. But, you know, donating money, buying, um, checking out what a wish list is for, or, for example, for Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth, oftentimes they have, like, we're trying to build, like, 
hygiene kits. And if you have the money to buy a hundred soap bars or something to distribute to um, homeless youth, then you know that's a, that's a quick way to contribute as well. So I think besides just time, money is a good way to also contribute. You know, you you made some really valuable points because you, when we think about what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. We don't often mm-hmm. think as broadly about what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. So I can't give my time. Can I give of my resources? That's good. Can I give of my mm-hmm. connections? Mm-hmm. Can I give of my voice right, yeah. and support of? Can mm-hmm. I advocate for or share this information to people who may have the time? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you expanded the idea of service around volunteerism to be bigger than I show up at a building and I serve soup. You know, it's it's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Now, um, I was going to say, I think you brought up a great point. Um, advocacy is also a part of it, right? Uh, bringing awareness. Those are good ways to also to also volunteer. Now, Eric, you being the, the um, I want to say, the expert in, in this matter and in, in this conversation, what would you suggest? So if a person is thinking about um, volunteering, what do they need to think about before they desi- decide Excuse me, to volunteer? What are some things they should consider? Um, I think they should consider time, how much time they have, how much they want to dedicate to it. Mm-hmm. And then um, once they decide that as well, I think it'll help them also figure out what do they really, what kind of org they want to work with. Um, you know, if they want to do something that's a little bit more direct because they have more time, direct service oriented, you know, work with maybe uh, distributing meals. Um, if they are, uh, um, you know, more strapped for time or, or things like that, you know, maybe working with other orgs who are just would just require you to, or not require, but are asking for donations. Um, you know, I think I think figuring out how much time you have available, um, and then that helps you kind of figure out. Well, you know, I have so and so time. I want to work with something that requires a little bit more time, and this is the org for me. Awesome. Now, does UNLV? Um, so I know you work as the coordinator for the volunteering program, but how strong are the community partnerships within your department? So, do you all have different resources or different organizations that you work with in the community, even though you're here on campus? Yeah, we do. Um, I believe last year we worked with almost close to thirty community partners across. Wow. I think maybe um, fifteen, twenty events, service events. Wow. Um, but we, yeah, we, we've worked with, you know, a variety of orgs, some from related to environmental issues to um, orgs such as like Catholic Charities that does work around homelessness or um, Junior Achievement that does work around youth and education. So we, we focus, we have five different impact areas that we do a lot of our work around. Um, those five are food and housing and security, youth and education, environmental, health and wellness, and then one that's just called general, basically Anything that's not the other four, mm-hmm. um, and we do we do a lot of work with them across the uh, the I, I want to say just Clark County to be honest because you know we'll we'll work in Mount Charleston or we'll work in Sloan Canyon for example so yeah awesome you know it's so funny as I I love that you mentioned that because that was the other thing you know when we were talking about you know how do you decide. Uh, you several of the things that you mentioned spoke to passions. Hmm. You know, what are you mm-hmm. passionate about? What communities do you want to impact? Which areas do you see yourself wanting to make a change in? When you talked about, you know, donating toys to kids, you know, kids are my love language. Like the idea of having mm-hmm. ha- helping young people to have as normal as a life as possible, even in abnormal circumstances is a beautiful thing. So I love that you're partnered with all these different agencies that offer people different avenues to support so that they can decide, you know, maybe 
I this is the thing where I want to put my energy and effort, where I feel the most skilled, where I feel the most um, qualified. So which brings me to my other questions. You know, people often think, well, what what do I have to give? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like how how can I be useful in any real way? What would you t- say to someone that says, you know, I don't know that I have the gifts or abilities that are necessary to do these things or to be part of these agencies? You know, I, I, I really want to stress, because uh, I think that's kind of a, a lot of the important work that we do here, too, is also just um, awareness to issues. Uh, but when you mentioned earlier, um, like, you know, talking about learning about these issues and advocating for these communities, like, I think if if you feel like you're strapped for time or or um, you just don't have as much resources, then I think just talking about these problems, talking about the issues getting the word out, exposure to it, learning about it. Um, I think that's a great way to do it. Beyond that, you know, as well as just serving, coming with an open mind to a lot of these things and, and willing to learn and willing to help out. Um, I think those are all uh, great, great things to do and great skills to have. Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So, so gain, so, so be informed is one of the yeah. things you're mm-hmm. recommended. And be open and amenable to trying different things because you may think that this isn't an area where you have a skill, but when you show up, it may feel different than you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times, yeah, that's what happens. I think that's why the exposure part is very important because um, people will, you know, like, wow, I didn't think about it this way or that kind of broke down a lot of like my own bubble. Now, Eric, what makes UNLV Volunteer Organization different from the other organizations that are very similar to yours? What would you say to the listeners? Um, what sets you all apart from other um, organizations within the um, community that serve some of the similar needs that you have? I think what sets us apart is a couple of things. One, um, we're student-led, so a lot of the service events that are being put on, like I don't put them on from the students that I that I uh, like mentor and, and lead with, um, they, these are things that they're passionate about. Um, so they're, they're, they very much are very dedicated to our environmental issues, social justice around climate change or social justice around youth education. Um, so it's, it's, it's all from like the beginning, from the marketing to everything, it's all student led. Um, I think the other thing too, that's kind of separate though, is that we, we like to um, frame it within a social justice setting as well. So we, we, we frame service around it being a short-term kind of band-aid, right? Um, we, we recognize that a lot of these social inequalities exist, and the service that we're providing is not a long-term solution. It is just meant to address, you know, food insecurity or, um, you know, somebody being hungry or being just thirsty, period. So what we'd like to do about it as well is also advocate for long-term solutions, so social justice to things like housing insecurity or food insecurity or, um, uh, you know, educational disparities amongst marginalized communities. So that's that I think that's kind of like the big difference um, from other service orgs. For example, you know, you, you could go work with some other org um, and they probably won't do an educational portion to it, whereas mm-hmm. we like to actually provide an educational portion talking about, you know, um, uh, uh, homelessness rate amongst LGBTQ students or mm-hmm. LGBTQ youth, for example, and what contributes to it. I, I love that social justice lens, and I like the idea that um, you're not just volunteering to feel good. We want you to understand the contributions right. that you're making exactly, and mm-hmm. how this impacts the greater mm-hmm. need across you. And I love the student need part, the student-led part, 
actually particularly speaks to me as well because mm-hmm. I feel like this is a great um, a great uh, learning ground for our young people. Mm-hmm. We're catching mm-hmm. them as they're entering the beginnings of adulthood. Mm-hmm. So they have an opportunity mm-hmm. to be shaped by these experiences. So I'm glad that it is also student-led, student-run sort of a thing. So what? where are the areas that you have the most urgent needs in terms of volunteers or in terms of advocacy or, or even in terms of um, funding? Um, I think, I think it's really more, more volunteers. Um, you know, I think it's very difficult. The university is big um, and it's very difficult and every office is doing their own thing and promoting mm-hmm. things. So I think oftentimes students are just bombarded with information. Mm-hmm. So our stuff gets easy to, it's easy to get lost. Um, and I think for the most part where we're having, where we could definitely use some help is with just having people volunteer and, and serve. And I know right now it's very difficult times so with like towards the end of the semester and students juggling time and all that. But, you know, we're, there's always a need for service. Um, there's always a need to help other folks around. And if you have the time, um, you know, we have our, our uh, dash events, which are one of the longest running traditions here on campus. Uh, we make basically like meals. We pack, we prepare some meals and go hand them out to the Salvation Army during their lunch hour. Um, we have one coming up on Monday the 13th, and we could always use a couple more volunteers for that. So I think if anybody has the time and has the 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 um, the space to provide some of their service, then that's I think our most urgent need. Can you expand a Can you expand a little bit on the dash? Is the dash events like? There's one coming. How often do you have them? And because that way, if this program gets aired multiple times, somebody wouldn't have missed an opportunity. How frequently do your Absolutely. dash events occur? They happen twice a month. Um, so typically, they're on from during the semesters when they're when students are in, in session here, and uh, they are twice a month. Typically on Fridays. Uh, the Fridays kind of depend on availability. And then, you know, sometimes there's a Friday where it's like Nevada day, so we can't do it then. Um, but for the most part, it will be from 11.15 to, there's two shifts. 11.15 to 12.30 is the meal prep shift. And then from 12.45 to about 3.30 or so, we go deliver the um, the meals and then also provide some service to the kitchen over at the Salvation Army. Um, so I think Best way to keep up with it is just to uh, keep up with our, our um, involvement center page and see what, what Fridays we have available. That's good. I was actually going to actually work and find out more information, Eric. So you have the involvement page. And what about your social media um, handles? Right. Yeah. So our involvement center page is very good for that. It has all of our events besides Dash as well. Um, but our social media um, through our Instagram page at UNLV SLL is also very, very helpful. Um, I think that's where you'll find a lot of not only um, our marketing for our events, but also some of the other stuff that our office puts on, and then something a little bit more fun from time to time, you know, than just a, a regular marketing. <laughs> that sounds absolutely wonderful. Uh, so we have a few moments um, left of our time, and we want to sort of yield the floor to you to share any information that you would like to share or answer any questions that you would have liked to answer that we didn't ask for this time frame. So the floor is yours. Well, thank you. Uh, well, I just want to thank you all for having me. Um, I do want to say that I think service oftentimes gets very, um, it's, it's, it's a very daunting task to donate your time and sometimes even money. Uh, but I think everybody is capable of doing it. And I think not only is it helpful for folks to participate in it, but um, I really want to stress the community building part. Not only are you building community with people outside of UNLV, but also with your fellow students as well. I can't tell you how many times I've had students who 
apply for our position because they attended a couple of dashes or they did something else. And they're like, you know what? I really like it. I like the people that I've met. We have so many repeat folks as well. So I, I strongly encourage you all to participate and, and join us and just come and attend one. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about as you were saying that is, do you have a story story that you'd like to share of someone who had a volunteer experience that was different than they imagined? Yeah, so um, I believe like, so this was actually when I was more of a graduate assistant, um, but we had a student who who came in here and um, they had a lot of the typical stereotypes around homelessness. Um, you know, mm-hmm. oftentimes they just felt like people were particularly lazy or or they weren't, um, they were in that position because of their own fault, mm-hmm. their own doing. And I think oftentimes that student would challenge us a lot of times with regards to, you know, talking about, for example, one common thing that I like to talk about is that like 40% of Americans are one missed paycheck away from being homelessness, mm-hmm. from experiencing homelessness. And, um, you know, oftentimes that student would challenge us, but through, attend- so, um, very productive conversations with me and with my with them at the time um, program assistants. Uh, they would kind of lower their guard a little bit and and participate more. And eventually, down the line, we got him to actually con- after convince, talking to him, we convinced him to go attend one of the delivery shifts. And um, the student did like a 180. Um, was very helpful. Was very eager to get involved. To provide work. Not only did he want to work with the kitchen. But then he wanted to also, you know, go out and like he would talk to some of the community members and he was very thankful about it and said like he it, it changed his mind about it. He said, you know, I, I talked to some of these folks and and a lot of them were people who are employed already. And, you know, and mm-hmm. they just can't make ends meet because, you know, the wages are just not meeting up to what it means to pay an apartment or something like that. Or they had a health issue. Um, so it, it was a very impactful thing. And, and that person, that student ended up actually becoming a volunteer, regular volunteer at the rescue mission. Um, so when I think about those impactful stories and like the work that we do and how it can help break down those barriers, um, that's kind of the first example that comes to mind. You know, thank you so much for sharing that story. I, I love the idea that it changed the perspective. It changed the life. It reoriented someone's direction Mm-hmm. You know, because I think sometimes the bar- one of the barriers to volunteering is I don't know what to expect. So what might a mm-hmm. student expect if they were to, you know, contact your office about volunteering? What they might expect is hearing from another fellow student who's uh, going to talk to them, meet with them, look with them and uh, and join other programs. Um, like I mentioned, like I think oftentimes it's, you know, there's that barrier of like an older, I'm like older than the rest of the student body. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool that they have other fellow students who look like them, talk like them, and they, they can expect just hearing from them. And they can expect having, um, building a lot of camaraderie with other fellow students as well. So not only that, but also, you know, being, uh, learning about service and learning about just these issues. So I think that's kind of what they can expect. I love it. Now, as we are coming down to just a few more moments of the program, what would you say, Eric, what do people like most about volunteering? So we've talked about some of the downsides or the fears or some of the barriers that um, rely between people actually getting involved. But then what are some of those positive um, stories? What do people like most about volunteering here? I think besides I think besides just giving back, um, but I think I I think the camaraderie that they build with other fellow students um, oftentimes they're, you know, they, we get students who are not, don't know each other. They're not coming in groups. 
So I think they oftentimes make a lot of friends, meet a lot of the workers here who will work with us and um, get to know them. And, and I've seen so many bonds created from it. Um, it's been, it's been fantastic. It's actually really, um, it's one of the more fulfilling parts just to see the bonds that are built and the friendships that are made. You know, as you mentioned that, one of the things that I consider is there's the the community that extends outside of the university. There's the camaraderie that they have inside of the community. And also, I, I was thinking that if there were somebody who was not familiar with there, it's actually an exposure mm-hmm. to the different aspects mm-hmm. and a better understanding of Nevada because not everyone is familiar with the Nevada landscape. And it sounds yeah. like you mm-hmm. provide them with an opportunity to connect with each other and to connect mm-hmm. with the community at large, and also to be more informed and involved about how um, how Nevada moves and, and, and in which ways that they can support the residents here. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's one portion of it, too, that, 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 um, I, that you kind of miss out on a lot of times, at least for myself, that I don't think about. But for newer students who are newer to the state, that's a quick way to also get familiarized with more of the, the things that you don't see immediately, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we have so enjoyed. Um, we have to definitely do a part two and, and expand upon different activities that will be taking place in the upcoming future. You did mention we are coming to a close of our semester here, but we've enjoyed you taking the time out to share more about your department and the power of volunteering. Yes, thank you so much. So just one more time for our listeners. How do they get connected and what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, so the best way to connect with us is follow our, our uh, Instagram page at UNLVSLL. Um, they can also see a lot of our events and um, upcoming events through our Involvement Center page. Just look up UNL Volunteers. And if they ever want to reach out to me, um, I am on the third floor of the Student Union. Very happy to talk to any students who ever want to meet. Um, just feel free to come to buy. Right, that thanks. is wonderful. Thank you so very much for your time. It's thank been a pleasure. You as well, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. And that is a wrap. For more Let's Talk UNLV, be sure to follow us on social media where you can get the latest updates on the show plus great behind-the-scenes content. We're on Facebook at Let's Talk UNLV Podcast, Twitter at Let's Talk UNLV, and Instagram at Let's Talk UNLV Pod.